Hey everybody, hope you had a good uh, weekend. Uh, I laid off the podcast on Friday because I just wanted to, uh, you know, group the all the playoff games together. That way I can just discuss it in like one conjoined podcast. So if you're wondering why I took a little break, that's that's the main reason why. Uh, it's a little bit of a cloudy Monday. Uh, we're supposed to have a hurricane coming. I don't know if my area, Pensacola, get hit that much, but we want to pray for the uh, states that are going to get hit by these two hurricanes that are coming. You know, keep them safe. Keep them all uh, great, especially the uh, New Orleans area and uh, Texas areas where I think they say that's where it'll be hit the most. Uh, so let's hit the ground running. Um, let's see. It was an interesting playoff weekend, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, you had a bunch of close games. You had a few blowouts. And you had a couple of, uh, you know, sweeps, you know, teams uh, finishing the series sweeping like the Raptors and Celtics. They took care of their business and now they're on rest until the second round where they'll face each other. Uh, I think that'll be a good matchup. Really, uh, you have both good coaches, uh, Brad Stevens leading that young core and Nick Nurse, who's basically been having missed a step with Kawhi leaving and uh, joining the Clippers. He's gotten them to be number two in the East. And, you know, it's just great to see that they weren't just a one trick pony. Like they were able to do this without Kawhi and that uh, they were able to become a top five pick to maybe win the finals too, to maybe repeat, which I think if Kawhi had stayed, I would have had them maybe the favorite to win it, at least the favorite to get out of the East to go to the finals, in my opinion. But uh, let's start with uh, Friday. You know, like I said, the Raptors, they took the 3-0 lead on the Nets. You know, the Nets are missing a couple of stars to uh, whether they just sat out or injury as in KD situation. So I expect the Nets to, you know, put up a good fight. But, you know, Toronto just more of a deeper team than the Nets were at this moment. The fact the Nets even made it as a seventh seed with all the injuries and everything they had against them was just amazing in itself. Uh, you know, Jazz and Nuggets were was a good series as well. Uh, it's continued to be a good series that we saw last night. Uh, fifty points from uh Jamal Murray and fifty one points for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, those two have been lining up, and it's good to see that Donovan Mitchell has now, you know, came into his own and is becoming a better closer because that's what his criticism uh last year was that he was missing a bunch of field goals, and was not really being a good closer. You know, he missed a three last year that may have won them the game. And then they, they, you know, he just got criticized. That was a physique that he had to work on in his game. And I think he rather well proved it this weekend, whereas uh, the Jazz take a 3-1 lead in that series. Uh, Celtics and Sixers, you know, the Celtics basically closed out that game last Friday when they came back and won and then finished the job with the sweep last night. You know, I think it's uh, with the 76ers, I think all in all, Brett Brown's time has come to an end as well. I think that they need to, you know, find a different coach to fit that scheme. Credit to Brett Brown for, you know, taking them as far as he did the past few years. You know, Caffilly was being was almost in the talks of like the Knicks team just being a lottery team every year, but he took them into heights and depths and you know the the new culture they brought can't be discredited but I just think that if they want to get past you know first and second round just oh we made the playoffs type team I think they're going to have to find a new coach in that perspective but in all fairness you know they were missing one of their star players Ben Simmons and the uh 
player you paid well this season, Tobias Harris and Al Horford, uh, you know, just underperformed and didn't really perform that well this series. Uh, it was good to see Tobias Harris get up after that, uh, you know, gruesome head injury he had last night. And it was it was great to, uh, you know, see the Celtics, you know, coming to their own again. You know, it's still a young team, a young coach, and to just see the maturity that they all have and togetherness that they play with. It just, it, you, you're seeing it more from these young teams. I credit to both the players buying in and the coaches, you know, and congrats to Kemba for, you know, winning his first playoff series ever, you know. He had been in the league for a little while, and it was well due for him to get an accomplishment like that. Uh, with the, uh, who was it? The Lakers in Portland. You know, that series is uh, coming down. It's been an interesting series. You know, it's, it's been wild to see, you know, how the Lakers adjusted after that game one performance. You know, in the game one, it was like they play like this, they may get swept. But, you know, I think LeBron started to be less passive than he was in game one and starting to attack more because I feel like playoff LeBron is still the best version of himself in the league and at least top two in the league. You know, I deem him and when KD is not injured, it's him and KD. But now since uh, KD is not playing, I feel like it's him and Kawhi who are the best in their playoff form, the way they lead teams to victories and their performance in games. So it will be uh, interesting tonight to see how uh, if the Portland Trailblazers, you know, can get the win or if the Lakers can, you know, put, build up a more advantage of going up 3-1. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, also just want to say it's 824. Um, happy Kobe Bryant Day. You know, um, rest in peace to one of the greatest players of all time. And Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, who tragically passed back in January. Uh, the Lakers will be wearing their black, black Mamba jerseys in support and reverence to him and it was his birthday yesterday as well so you know very sad and depressing times you know trying to remember a player that we all feel like should still be here especially uh with the way basketball being played now I know he would have enjoyed watching this type of basketball and competitiveness and edge being played uh last but not least going with the Clippers and Mavericks uh, you know, that series has been interesting as well. It's been very nail-biting. I think every game has come down to the wire. And it was... I didn't even expect Luka Doncic to play either, honestly, because of that, the way the ankle injury and the way he was able not to really walk on it in Game 3 when he injured it. But he played, and boy, did he play a good game. And like I said, the way that Doncic plays is just... It's interesting because he makes them play his game. He's not a fast player and by any means. You know, he's not really built like, you know, like you think of a LeBron or something like that, you know, work out. But it's just amazing what he's able to do at his age at 21. You know, it's just incredible. I we've never seen this before from a 21-year-old, his clutchness and, like, his wisdom of the game. And, again, I credit to him playing in the Euro League, But even then, it just... It's interesting because it's like you've seen players in the Euro League before coming to the National Basketball Association here in America and not doing what he's doing at 21. It's just simply amazing. You know, you whether you like him or not, whether you think his play is good or not, you can't deny the, you know, the stats and everything this man's putting up at a 21-year-old. It's just amazing. It's just great to see. And it's great to see that with all these young players – 
of the game is going to be in good hands when the LeBrons retire and the Kawhis and KDs, when they retire, the, the league's going to be in real good hands still. I think there was a bit of a worry of, you know, how good and will we have as many superstars as we did. But I think these young players today have answered that question and have taken it upon themselves to keep the NBA relevant for years to come. So it's just exciting to see where the NBA is headed. And uh, I'm just happy that uh, that Dallas has made it a series as well. But we also have to talk about uh, playoff P. You know, Paul George's performance has been bar none terrible. Like he he's been not a factor at all. It seems, and we I've never seen him in this bad of a shooting slump. And you know, uh, back when he was at OKC. Me and like other people are saying maybe it's the way Westbrook is running the system and he's not used to playing that way. And, and I, I defended Paul George in that aspect. But now looking back, I'm sitting there thinking maybe it wasn't Russell Westbrook's fault. Maybe it's just a playoff P fault. It's like, well, like well, you're getting the shots you need. You're getting the opportunities. You're getting the whatever you need that you said you didn't have in OKC. What seemed to be going on? So I've never seen a shooter in this bad of a shooting slump before. It's been a while. It has happened. It's just like, what's going on here? It's almost like Kawhi basically is back to carrying the team himself. And, you know, he had some help with Lou Williams last night having uh, 30-plus points. But, you know, it's, it's basically, I wonder if Kawhi, you know, ever gets those thoughts of, you're supposed to be my basically my partner in crime. Why are you not contributing? And I, I'm just making this up as dialogue. He could not be saying this at all. But, you know, it's just interesting to see how the locker room will be after these next few games, if he had talked with Paul George or anything. And I don't know. I, I mean, I'm still confident that Paul George will get out of this shooting slump eventually. But, but if not, it, it, I think it has to be some talks of uh, what they're going to do if somehow they lose this series to the Dallas because, you know, the Clippers have aspirations, you know, to go to the finals and win the finals. And it'll be a major disappointment if you, at the 2C, get knocked out by a younger team who's basically been basically outplaying you emotion-wise and physically-wise as a team. So, you know, it's that, it's that underdog story. I mean, I don't know. I, I saw people thinking that it was just going to be an easy sweep. But I said, and I mean, I don't know because... You know, the losses that Dallas have, they were close losses. And now I think that they've gotten this rhythm where they're now able to keep the lead and win the games they weren't winning. I mean, they had 13 losses before uh, this seed, before the bubble even started. They had 13 losses where they were leading by the three-minute mark. So it's like now they're adjusting to where they can win these games you know, and God knows what would happen if they actually won those 13 games. They could have been very well a top five seed. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's good dialogue. And like I'm saying, I'm just coming up with these scenarios in my head, you know, not in verbatim of, of what happened, you know. So it would just be great to see. And this series has been one of the most interesting series that I've watched in a while. So I'm very excited to see how games uh, six and seven will go because apparently um, we will get a game six, which I to see about the game seven. So it's been great potting with you guys. Hope you have a great week. Hope you all stay safe. And as always, it's always a pleasure. Peace.